it's time to go behind the curtain of the director role and have honest discussions with leaders in the campus recreation industry. In this episode, host Grady Sheffield, the director of campus recreation at Towson University and the senior advisor to the campus rec mastermind groups, gives you, the listener, real and authentic conversation between himself and special guest, Jocelyn Hill, the Associate Athletic Director of Recreation and Aquatics Facilities at American University. With 23 years under her belt at AU, she's learned a lot about leadership, especially when it comes to adapting and pivoting. Hill shares with Sheffield how she's had to pivot in her thinking as a leader and about the challenges of managing people. Further on, Hill dives into managing up, her non-negotiables, a key issue Campus Rec is facing today, and why your department should not be an amoeba. Learn about all this and more in the conversation that follows. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Director's Download. Once again, I'm your host, Grady Sheffield, and today I'm joined by Jocelyn Hill of American University. Jocelyn, how's it going? Great, Grady. Going great. So thank you for being on the podcast with us today. Um, I want to start out by just um, introducing everybody to who you are. You're currently the Associate Athletic Director of Recreation and Aquatics and Facilities at American University, which is a new role for you, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of came uh, about last fall. Um, and the main reason was because of the uh, coach for um, aquatics. I mean, I'm far, sorry, for swim and dive was going to somebody else and then they were coming to me and, you know, it just, it was just a headache. So I, I told my AD, I said, I think it'd be better if that coach would report to me since I'm, I take care of everything aquatics anyway. So just added a, another, another person under my purview and and she's great. Um, awesome person. So it's working out really well. So we'll get, get into that in a minute, but I want to um, talk a little bit about your background and what led you to this position, because although you are very famous in our field, uh, I don't think everybody might not know who you are and how you, um, how you got to this. So tell us a little about yourself and your background with Campus Rec and what led you to this position. So um, I, when I got my master's, that's probably when the pivotal point for me was to try and figure out which direction I wanted to go. And uh, I was at GW at the time and Aubrey Jones was there and um, uh, another uh, person, I can't think of her name right now, but um, they told me about, you know, fitness and wellness, you know, within campus recreation. I didn't know anything about it. She, Debbie is her name. Sorry. And um, she, she was going to Nashville. She said, Hey, look, we got all these jobs. You should look at this. I'm like, eh, whatever. So I ended up um, getting a uh, interview at Middle Tennessee State, which was a little far west for me because um, I really wanted to be in North Carolina. But um, but it was a great opportunity because I was uh, opening up a new facility. And so I started out as assistant director um, with the famous uh, Glenn Hanley. Some some of your listeners will definitely know who he is or yeah, who he is. And um, from there, was there for about five years, but wanted to get back east. And um, the opportunity at AU came a be- came to be, but not within Campus Rec. We kind of had to form that. We were um, running the fitness center, my boss and I, and then we became recre- the recreation side of athletics and recreation. And so things just kind of moved along from there. Been there ever since. So how long is it? When was this? When did you go back to AU? Uh, it was- or to AU. The uh, fall of 1999. 99. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So seasoned, seasoned veteran, right? 
My yeah, well, you know, you, but yeah, you know how it is. I mean, you don't you don't know that you're going to stay somewhere. I mean, just opportunity yeah. come to be. So you take advantage of those opportunities because I really was trying to get to Philly, um, but um, things didn't quite work out there. And you know, Roger had convinced me to to come and take this job. That there was a lot of growth and things he wanted to do, and he wanted to be a part of Campus Rec as well. And so yeah, so it worked out. No, that's great. So twenty. 3 24 years now at uh, yeah AU? yeah 23 and a half years yeah scary yeah well <laughs> yeah you're on your way <laughs> <laughs> yeah not quite but yes getting there um so you talked about your new role um as the associate ad of recreation and aquatics how's it going well you know it's it's uh it's very interesting um i've been really getting to know the student athletes um as my role as director, uh, yeah, I get to know the students and and uh, our our clubs club sport athletes and all the students that work for us. But this is a little different because it's much more involved um, mm. in their world because things are so regimented, right? And and things that they they have to you know milestones they have to hit and things they have to do. So it's it's been um, it's been an interesting journey so far. Um, we're almost almost done uh, with. Well, they are pretty much finished. But, you know, we still have athletes who um, are having some of their own issues. And so I have to, you know, help the the coach get along, you know, through that. Um, but, yeah, it's just been it's been very interesting. Just this first year, now that I've had a taste of it, now I'm, 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 I'm a better. I have a better understanding. And so going into the next year, uh, I'm hoping, you know, things will be a little bit more. I shouldn't say smooth. It's probably going to kill me. But um, I, I I will have I will be better equipped. Let's put it that way. What's the hardest part of your job now? Um, I think because of of uh, what I'm taking on, you know, this first year, I, I really appreciate Chris, my associate director, um, because he helps me with a lot of the day to day of what's going on within um, our our part of the world, the rec world. Um, so it's it's just managing, you know, people. I mean, that's that's once you get to certain roles and certain levels, it really becomes about managing people because um, they know their jobs. They should know their jobs inside out. But uh, but then you you have to manage them and figure out how to, you know, get them to, to you know, kind of live up to their potential and to be able to, you know, um, do well uh, at their jobs and make sure they have the resources they need. And, you know, so that's probably the biggest. Yeah. You know. So. Um... In a recent, um, one of the recent Campus Rec magazines, you were profiled in it not too long ago um, on a section for leadership, which I think kind of relates to what you're talking about. And um, you spoke about you must adapt because staff are getting younger and younger. Or we're getting older and older, right? Depending <laughs> on your perspective. Uh, you must adapt to how they learn. What does this mean and how are you doing that? Yeah, so it, it's it's. I was at a um, it was the athletic business conference back in the fall, and uh, um, her first name is Ruby, and I should have written this down, and I totally forgot. But she did a session talking about um, the trends for twenty twenty three for leaders, and she was asking us, "What do you think the top three are?" And the very first thing that came to my mind was, um, uh, you know, adapting, right? Adaption. So, um, because. With everything that's been going on these last couple of years, um, the ch change has been incredibly fast. 
And now, you know, we have. Are you talking change at American? Are you talking COVID? Like all of that, all of everything. Right. Because it kind of led into that. But it but, you know, we also were seeing some of this, some of the issues, not the issues, some of the the concerns that students are coming in with. We started seeing some of that right in 2019, 2018 or whatever, really small. And then COVID hits and then it just, you know, goes overboard. So I had, I started thinking like, yeah, well, I, I need to figure out how can I best serve our university, my staff and our students, but yet I need to hold true to the values and the things that I believe in. Um, and how do I make that work? Right. Because things that I thought that would, would be, you know, readily accepted are not accepted. So now I have to kind of pivot or shift or figure out a way to to uh, voice that um, you know where I'm coming from, uh, and ha- ha- making sure they understand and understand at the level of where they are and be okay with it, right? So that that's a that's the part of what I talk about being you know um, adapting to where we are and what we're dealing with right now, and um, because if not, it, it's going to overwhelm you, and and you can certainly you know. It, it, you'll you could leave, leave your job or leave the profession or whatever it is if you if you don't find a way of making it um, making it work better for you um, if you want to stay you know particularly in higher education. Tell me more about pivoting. What can you give me an example of what you mean by that in terms of how you've had to pivot with younger staff? So <laughs> we had a we had a, it. This is so funny because you'll definitely relate to this. We had an issue with um, uh, young ladies wearing sports bras, right? And my mind, you know, I'm coming from a risk management lens. Every time I think about everything, it's all about risk management. And so, you know, keeping things clean and having a shirt. And I was very adamant about, you know, we need to do this. We need to do this. We need to find a way. You guys need to do this or whatever. Well, we were having a very tough time and a very difficult time um, making that work. And um, as much as I thought I was right, it was really difficult for the staff because they were the ones, I wasn't down there with them, right? Mm-hmm. So they were the ones that had to try and make this 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 policy work and it wasn't working. And so, um, you know, I just, I, I don't want to say I raised up the white flag, but I, I certainly um, under, had to understand where they were coming from because they they were on the front lines and I was not there. And so I, I had to be a little more understanding of where they were coming from. Um, I still don't like it, but um, I don't see it. I see it, but it's things are, um, I think people understand they they need to clean, they need to, you know, wipe things down, da, 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 and, you know, so as long as that's happening, then, then I will be okay with it. <laughs> I'm not really truly okay with it, but I will be okay with it. And so, um, yeah, that's where that's where I had to pivot in terms of my thinking. It wasn't easy, still isn't easy, but I'm letting it go. What, what have you learned about yourself going through a process like that? Well, I I think um, you know, in order for me to uh <laughs> you know, to to take care of my own mental health, <laughs> I got to let some things go, right? I mean, I I just I have to look at that particular battle and understand, is that going to really get me to the, to the end line of winning this whole war? Eh, probably not, you know, and that, that, that takes, so that takes a while. And I've been at this, I've been working for a long time and, and a lot of people, you know, you know, like yourself who are in the, you know, the, the, the early or mid stages, 
you know, it, it, it takes some doing to get you to that point. Right. And that, and, and you will have that moment where you're going to have to think, Hmm, is it really worth it for me at this particular time? Or can I move on to something else that uh, is going to get me to, you know, where I want my, my program, my building, my whatever to be. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I've, I've noticed that I've started saying a lot lately to my team, I'm not the same director that I was when I first started. I'm doing things a little bit differently, thinking a little bit differently. And like you said, not waving the white flag, but recognizing what what's important here. What's right. the what's the bigger issue that we need to to focus on rather than something like uh sports bras and <laughs> what people are working out in. We went through the same thing. We went through the same thing. In fact, I had a had a discussion that probably mirrored exactly what you had. So yeah. yes, I definitely. You know where relate. I'm coming from. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm curious though, what are your non-negotiables as a director? You talked about your values and what you're not willing to not give up. So what are you not willing to negotiate on that maybe are some things that are happening um, trend-wise or within the industry or just as a supervisor um, of, a, of a young staff like you talked about? Yeah, you know, um, uh, one of the the things that I is really high on my list is about responsibility and what that means and and holding my staff accountable to responsibility of, of their staff um, and 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 letting making the making sure they understand that this is a this is a um, a, a really I guess an, an area for young uh, stu- well students and young professionals to know that. It, it should be a part of of um of your own philosophy about responsibility and what that means. I mean, it's pretty broad in terms of definition def, definition, but yeah. you must you you gotta hold true to that, right? I mean, you you just you just have to. Um I let me see. Another another one is non-negotiable. Well, I, I you know, I'm all about professionalism. I don't care at what level you are. Um and, you know, from our student staff, our fitness leaders, you know, up to our manager, our MODs. Um, and that means how you look, what you say, um, those things are important. Uh, and, and so I, that is definitely non-negotiable. I mean, I, I, I need to see that. I want my staff to teach that. And I want to see that from the students because all, all the things we're doing are going to make them better people. Right. I mean, I'm not doing anything that is, I don't think. I'm doing anything that is going to um, cause harm or not going to make you a better person, right? So those are probably the two right off the bat that I, you know, just kind of come into my mind um, that I, I pretty much draw the line. This episode is brought to you by Campus Rec Mastermind Groups. These groups are created as a space for executive directors and directors to present questions and challenges you are faced with in your position so you can leverage the power of your peers to help you succeed. It's a leadership accountability group that provides immediate professional development based on your specific challenges as a leader. Interested in learning more? Email Heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. So let's shift gears a little bit, talk about um, what's happening at American University. Um, You and I kind of talked a little bit, bit, but you shared that you have a constant desire to make this space better than the day before. So what is... Talk, tell our listeners, like, what does that look like for you? How do you go about doing that on a daily basis? So one of the things I, I tell my my staff is about, you know, efficiencies, right? 
what are what are we doing that we can make more efficient? I'm not saying we got to change anything or when new staff come in. I, I, I don't want you reinventing any wheels because we got a lot of wheels out there and I don't need any more. I just need you to find ways of making sure, making us more efficient at what we do, right? How do we go about um, uh, getting to um, uh, marketing to our students? How do we um, deal with our risk management and um, and making sure that we have uh, everything up to up to speed on that? I mean, thinking, I don't know, I, I just, that's just an area I think that uh, I think people can, can certainly, if you look at it every single day, it's funny. I I, I was I was listening to um, I'm an Eagles fan, so everybody knows Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh, oh. And stop it. So and Jalen Hurts made this comment, and it has stuck with me ever since he said it was about making yourself one percent better every day. Hmm. And that resonated with me so much because that's exactly who I am about trying to make myself better than the day before, but making myself 1% because by the time you get done, you're at 100%, right? Yeah. And so so that 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 just spoke volumes to me. And so I think I, I what I, I try and do that with my staff is to make us and think about it in a different way and not be complacent. Because once you're complacent, you know, then you really, you know, you, you start looking at the world very differently and you just, your, your job doesn't become anything but a job, right? And so, um, you know, and I'm at the, you know, uh, tail end of my career here and, um, you know, more more behind me than in front of me. But I know when I leave, I want to make sure that whatever I, I've, I've done is something that's very positive. Um, and I want to leave on a very high note, no matter what that is and when that is. Um, so, yeah, so that just make yourself 1% better every day, every day. How do you do that? when you are managing up and working with supervisors you talked about it you know the influence that you have on your team but how are you able to do that in terms of managing up or influencing above you so we have been you know we've been um going through some struggles um with um our our staff losing people and not having positions and so you have we are uh, some of us are in more different roles than what we were um, so one of the things that I'm trying to do as a as a, a team member of, of my department is um, to continually look at things at a very high level. Um, and that that will that's where we need to be, because um, I have some team members who kind of look at things at a they tend to bring themselves down into the weeds. Right. Uh, but as an associate or as a director, we we have to we have to think higher level. And we have mm -hmm. to constantly look at um, how is that going to help our university's strategic goals or the department's strategic goals. Um, and so I, I think that's the way I try and within the, the folks who are my peers and for, for my supervisor to always try and think in terms of that that um, level, because if you if you continually come down to that lower area, you will stay there. And you're not moving, right? You're just you're just as, as we all say, putting out fire, so to speak, and not really moving the department. Perfect story. I have a ton of them, but this you'll love this. So in my old department when I was at Middle, we um we were working on on um, understanding our department, who we were, and stuff like that. So some of the staff said, you know, they put up somebody put up there that we were an amoeba, right? An amoeba 
goes in different directions, but doesn't really move very much. And that's what you want to, you don't want to be. You don't want to be an amoeba. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was a great analogy. But you, you, that's not, that's, you really don't want to be there because then you're stuck and you can't really get anywhere. You're just kind of moving, you know, and, and not, and not reaching and not working on any of your, your goals. So yeah, that's how interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be an amoeba. Don't be sure. an amoeba. I need a t-shirt. Where's my t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you a question and um, it's a broad question. But I'm wondering from your perspective and your veteran leadership in the field, you, you've had a lot of leadership in the positions within Campus Rec um, as an industry and an association. What's the most important issue that is facing our industry and association today? Or what is the most important issue we need to be talking about that maybe we're not talking about? That's a good question. Um, you, you know, I when I look at different um, uh, departments, universities, such as our HBCUs, because you know all the work that I've done with them, um, yeah. they're still having issues with just relevancy, okay, mm -hmm. on their campus. And I think that, um, you know, we all are dealing with that because one of the first areas that they want to cut is, is they think of, you know, the record department, um, Lashika down at uh, Columbus State, uh, they and and Georgia as a whole. I mean, um, they're they're having some difficulties with um, with their finances because of low enrollment, and so the areas that they that people you know these universities want to cut are the areas that the students do need, uh, especially those who are residential. You know, this that's their home. So if they're if that's their home, then they need they they should have um, all these um, aspects such you know of the things that we do within Campus Rec, what, what makes us you know who we are. So I don't know. I'm not sure of the one thing. I mean, I I think um, I, I know at our university, you know, again, enrollment is is a huge issue. Um, you want to. I'm very happy that our our president understands the importance of of who we are because that's that's really what it has to come down to is is within the strategic plan of the university is you know, well-being as as well as what uh, your area, is that a part of it? And if that is a part of it, then there needs to be a financial commitment to it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard way. I, I don't know. I, I, I think the, the, what the, the main issue for us is, is enrollment is the, depending on where we are in the country, seeing less and less people. And then that translates to re retention. And what are we doing to keep students? Um, I think we 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 have a, um, a our story is is one of the I think one of the best stories around campus. I, I know you had asked me in a questionnaire about what what do we do the best, and that that's that student development piece. And no one can really can really say you know they can't take that away from us because we have evidence. There's so much evidence on on right. what what that does to a student. I'm yes, they academics get you know get the degree da 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 da. But if we are trying to make um, uh, higher education important, because if you hear people talk about it, why am I? Why would I pay? Want my my kid to pay forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars? And what the heck are they getting for that value, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, that's probably an area right there that we need to we need to think about the value of of higher ed and what is our role within that. So yeah. 
Yeah. So what do you say to to our colleagues at the HBCUs who who are struggling with that and are dealing with consequences that in some way we all are, but not at the same level? So how are you how do you encourage them in, to keep them going and, and fighting that fight? Well, one uh, Tony Daniels down at uh, Pr- uh, Prairie View, um, one of the things he, he would tell some folks is that to be active, uh, be an active participant on your campus. Right. So for him, having a, a rec facility, he involves uh, other areas on campus so that they would have to come to him first before they go and see all these other things. So, and that's for people who do have, you know, these these facilities and we're seeing more and more of them, but that, that being an active participant of everything that's going on in your campus, uh, get, making sure the tours come through there, having, uh, having um, uh, some type of fair there or, you know, whatever it is, do not, you know, you, I don't, you don't want to be territorial because that's not going to help you, uh, you know, to, to be successful in what you're trying to do. And then for those programs, which I'm 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 going to be um, working with uh, Morgan, um, uh, Morgan State, um, to 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 kind of relook at at, and they're also getting a building, I believe. I'm I'm not 100, mm-hmm. percent but um, just to get them to start thinking and understanding what that's going to take, because you can have the building. There's a whole lot right. more to it than than just that, right? So. Um, and then to you know what is your what is what is your competitive edge of your other um, of the folks that are within your your own um, conference or the, the the people that you compare yourselves to? So from a recruitment standpoint, from a recruitment right. standpoint, exactly, exactly. And we're all we're all like that, right? So yeah. yeah. So those are some of the areas you know that I I try and talk to a lot of these folks about. Yeah, how's it going? You know, <laughs> I've been at this a long time with, with these folks, but I can truly say that um, we we have more HBCUs with uh, facilities, uh, more who um, have staff, um, uh, students who are coming through their programs, doing great things. I, it's a lot better than, let's say, what it was back in 2006. And pro- that's when I first started. But even before then, you know, when, when Juliet and, and others mm-hmm. were, uh, you know, talking about uh, getting our HBCUs, um, you know, in, back involved within the association. So it is a, it is definitely a whole lot better. Yes, there's more work to be done, uh, but uh, it definitely is a lot better. So speaking of the association, I'm going to ask you this, put you on the spot. <laughs> of <course> so you <laughs> what are, what kind of the same question, where are we with the association? What's the biggest issue affecting the association today that we need to be talking about? Well, today is is uh, is membership is um, students. Um, we we lost students um, during the pandemic, uh, so we we we've got to get back in on that train, if you will, of of bringing our students back in. But I think it's it also you know comes back down to value, uh, Grady. I mean, it we've talked about this. I've talked about this with a lot of other people. It's it's value. What do you value uh, within the association? What is it? What is it? Being a part of it, what is it going to get you, and how how are how are you going to be able to take advantage of the resources? And so, one of the the things for me when I work with the HBCUs is that, you know, this associate uh, the the uh, the the opportunity to uh, uh, further your career with and, and getting a graduate assistantship where someone can pay for your schooling is huge. It's huge, mm-hmm. and um and that's that's an area that's the hook I I give them. Uh, of getting their students involved uh, with what we're trying to do. So 
Um, but yeah, but I think the, the, the real question, I hate answering a question with a question, but is, is what is the value of, of, you know, this association to you and, you know, what are, what are you putting in, in order to get out? Right. Um, and how was that working for you? And that, you know, Grady, I'm, I'm a member of a, of, of a sorority, Delta Sigma Theta. And, um, like when you're, when you're a part of an association, you know, there, there are, there are, um, you know, things that are expected of you as well as, you know, what you expect from, from your, um, from your, your, your leadership. And so, um, that's true in any association because it's about its people. There's no, there's no, you know, big nurse of God in the sky. That's not how it works. It works with us. And if we want it to be, you know, more than what it is, then we, we all need to work toward making that happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Good point. So what's next for you? You've about <laughs> besides, done it all. <laughs> besides I, I'm playing golf next uh, on Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish, but I got to go to the store. Um, you know, I think uh, for me, uh, I'm I'm looking to do more uh, or have opportunities for some some consulting. Um, I'm I'm I want to I want to lend the the experiences that I have for for folks um, who either you know are within this realm or just um, logistics in general because I feel like I've I've gotten a lot of experience with that. And it can it can relate to um, many facets um, of a, a company of a you know organization or whatever. So so I'd like to do a little bit a little bit of that. Um, uh, but my time is finite. I'm not going to tell everybody when, but it's my time is is finite, and um, it, I'm okay with it. Right? I mean, it 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 you have to kind of speak it into existence if you're ready to to move on. And I spoke it into existence. So I'm. I was going to say. So you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like before. I'm like, nah, I don't really want to do this. But um, but you know, but that's okay. I'm good. I'm good with it. But I know that up until I get to that point, I'm going to do all I can, you know, to to um, uh, make my department the best it can be. Make the athletic department the best it can be. That's that's how I'm wired. That's that's what I'm going to do. But I'm not going to kill myself doing it. <laughs> Okay. I'm I'm not, I'm not killing myself doing it. I I still take time for me. Um, You know, you talk about that four o'clock tea time. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll be, my league play starts on Wednesday. So that's my time. Right. So I think everybody needs to have that, but yeah, I think that's, that's, um, that's a route I'm probably going to going to next is some consulting. Well, I think, um, I think it's well-deserved. I think that you, you are a legend in your own right in our field in terms of what you've you've done. I often joke with you, you don't remember it, but I swear to it that you interviewed me uh, for a graduate assistant at Middle Tennessee State when I was coming out and you didn't hire me, but that's okay because we have been able to to work together for a lot of years and you are you're an influencer and you push people to like you said to to find the value and give back. And that's that's kind of the big takeaway for me today in terms of what you're saying with everything that we've talked about. So um, Jocelyn, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you coming on here today and feeding us with words of wisdom. And I wish you all the best on the golf course <laughs> and 
whenever the time comes. I'm sure that I'll I'll be I'll know about it. I won't be the first to know, but I'm sure I'll hear about it soon oh, yeah. or later, and uh, <laughs> we'll celebrate for sure. So, Jocelyn, thanks a lot to, for joining us, and I hope the listeners out there, especially those that may be um, young directors who are starting out. Um, I hope they heard what you have to say today because I think there's something definitely there for them. So appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you very much. All right, everybody. We'll see you um, at the next uh, director's download. Have a great day.